In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He is and ever shall be. Those who are in the narthex, there's plenty of room in here. You guys can come forward. There are seats in here. Plenty of room up front. Somebody once told a husband, Your wife used to be so nervous. Now she seems quite cured. How did that happen? The husband replied, her doctor told her that nervousness was a sign of old age. <laughs> worry, says Father Anthony Codiaris, worry is the advance interest you pay on troubles that seldom come. The world has so many problems that today, if Moses himself came down from Mount Sinai, the two tablets he'd bring with him would be aspirins, not tablets of the law. <laughs> there is a pandemic of anxiety in our society. There is a pandemic of anxiety and worry. And this leads to depression, it leads to resentment, it leads to anger, it leads to all sorts of problems. But our society has been set up, our culture has been set up to profit off of anxiety. If you don't believe me, turn on the news. The news is meant to manipulate your emotions, cause you to be afraid of something, and then go buy a product to make you feel better. That is how they make their money. Studies have shown that worry and anxiety can cause all sorts of disastrous health effects like glaucoma, Blindness, tooth decay, high blood pressure, colitis, diabetes, heart trouble, circulatory ailments, asthma, heart ailments, on and on and on. The body is, our, our human person is psychosomatic. We are both soul and body and what bothers our soul will eventually catch up to our body. The body always keeps score. It always keeps score. But no, it's really interesting how we spend 95% of our time worrying about things that 95% of the time never happen. This is what we've been trained to do by our society, but it's not what we're told to do by our Lord. In today's Gospel, our Lord talks to us about our worries and about our anxiousness and about what our priorities should be. What he tells us is that if we seek first the kingdom of God, then we won't have to worry when our earthly kingdom crumbles. And most of the time, we are worried about things that are out of our control, but we are trying to control because we're trying to impose our kingdom on God's will. Right? We might pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. But what we really mean is, my kingdom become your kingdom. Thy will be done. Actually, Lord, I have a better idea of how it should go. 
And most of our worry and anxiety is caused by us trying to manage God and manage the world and manage things out of our control. But our Lord tells us to seek first the kingdom of God. And then all the things that we need, food, clothing, shelter, all those things will be added to us. But if we only seek those things, food, shelter, clothing, and the things that go along with them, pleasure, power, vanity, vainglory, then we will lose the kingdom of God. Think about King Solomon in his early years. The Lord appears to him and says, I will give you whatever you want. And he asks for wisdom. He didn't ask for money. He didn't ask for armies. He didn't ask for kingdoms. He asked for wisdom. And God gave him wisdom that the world had never seen up to that point. People came from the ends of the earth to visit Solomon and hear his wisdom. And then the Lord also gave him, most importantly, peace in his kingdom. When Solomon reigned, there was peace. He had peaceable borders. And the Lord gave him many riches. Why? So that he could build a temple suitable for God. There's great wisdom in knowing which things to worry about. In other words, we shouldn't be worried about things that we cannot possibly change. Someone once wrote, You cannot control how long you will live, but you can control how widely and deeply you will live. You cannot control the shape of your face, but you can control its expression. You cannot control someone else's opportunities, but you can be happy for them and you can grasp your own opportunities. I like this one. You cannot control the weather. And this has been a very depressing summer after a very depressing winter. You cannot control the weather, but you can control the moral atmosphere which surrounds you. You can control the weather within you. St. Paul says in chapter 4 of his letter to the Philippians, Do not be anxious about anything. Oh, that sounds great. Thanks, St. Paul. <laughs> Do not be anxious about anything. Oh, okay. But he tells us how not to be anxious. But in every situation, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. If we are truly seeking the kingdom of God, we will have peace in our hearts. Our Lord says... Do not be troubled by the world. I have overcome the world. Right? And he also tells his disciples, My peace I give to you, not as the world gives it, but as I give it.
When we talk about having a peaceful heart, we are not talking about happiness. We're normally talking about contentment and joy. The world wants you to be happy. But what they're doing is they're playing off of your emotions and your endorphins. They want you to be happy based on pleasure. The Lord wants you to be content and joyful based on love and holiness and obedience. Sometimes there's suffering that comes with that. You can still have a peaceful disposition even in the midst of great suffering. And the church has seen this over and over and over again through its martyrs, and especially in the last century through those who endured the communist persecutions. And if you think about it, we have the richest society the world has ever seen, and we have more people on antidepressants than the world has ever seen. The material world will not satisfy us. We have to seek the kingdom of heaven. So what do we do with all the anxiety that we have around us or maybe within us? It's great, Father Matthew. Thanks for telling us we shouldn't be anxious, but it's really not helpful because I'm still dealing with it. How do I deal with it? How do I cope? How do I truly turn my life over to Christ? Okay, here's how to decrease anxiety and increase God's peace in your life. And five doable steps. Number one, give thanks to God. Give thanks for all things, but at the very least, give thanks to God for five specific things a day. Go through a week and don't repeat anything during the week. So that would be, if you do the math, 35 things a week that you're thankful for. And if you were to do that through a whole year, you'd have over a thousand different things to be thankful for. That will really start to change your perspective. As St. Paul says in Romans chapter 5 in the epistle we heard today, you can rejoice in your sufferings. You can even be thankful for your sufferings. But give thanks to God, and I say specifically at least for five things a day. Number two, read the scriptures, especially the Gospels and the Psalms. The Gospels give us the Lord's words and the Lord's life. And the Psalms hit every human emotion that you're experiencing. If you feel a certain way, I guarantee David did too. Read the Gospels, read the Psalms, but read the Scriptures every day. You need those edifying words in you. The Scriptures are like the IV drip for a patient in the hospital. Sometimes it's just saline going through there, keeping you hydrated. But when necessary, if the IV is in, the medicine can get into your system a whole lot quicker. Give thanks. Read the scriptures. Number three, turn off the news. Turn off the news. If you read or watch the news, more than you read the scriptures, you're out of balance. Christian mo uh, the Christian motivational speaker Zig Ziglar said, I always read the newspaper and the Bible every day so I can get both perspectives on what's going on. 
turn off the news, and a side note on that, stop investing yourself emotionally, financially, and mentally in politicians. They're just not going to save you and they're going to let you down. I'm not saying don't be informed. I'm saying stop investing everything in it. But you got to turn off the news. It can't be like always going in your head. Number four, turn off social media. Turn off social media. No one actually cares what you ate for breakfast. <laughs> I hate to say it. No one cares what you ate for breakfast. And nobody's mind has ever been changed by an argument on Facebook or Twitter. So make your relationships incarnational. What was the number one problem that people had during the COVID shutdowns? They were lonely. They felt isolated. So what do we do? The world opens back up and everybody gets back on social media. Make your relationships incarnational. And number five, you've already heard this in a much better way from Father Sergius. Say okay. Say okay. When bad news comes, when struggles come, say okay. Remember what he said 15 minutes into his retreat. 15 minutes into the first session. He gave us this amazing line. He says, one of the most powerful words in the spiritual life is, okay. At some point, we're going to have that on a t-shirt. I know we are. Okay. Okay. You've got cancer? Okay. You lose your job? Okay. Somebody insulted you? Okay. Having a hard time? Okay. You say okay, it gives you the space you need to detach from the anxiety and turn to God. If you want to hear more about that, go back and listen to our retreat from Father Sergius, Session 1, April 29. Give thanks to God, read the scriptures, turn off the news, get off social media, say okay. If you do those five things, I guarantee, I guarantee you will have less anxiety in your life. I went on vacation back in January, and it was truly a vacation because for 10 days I turned off my phone and I threw it in my suitcase and never saw it. It was great. Marvelous. We all need to detox and detach from those things that stir the mind and stir the emotions and that lead us away from God. Not all of it is unhealthy. But, just like, just like food, just like anything else, when we overdo it and when we're out of balance, it becomes a passion. Our Lord says to seek first the kingdom of heaven. Seek first the kingdom of heaven. And if we are full of anxiety and worry, yes, we might need a little help. That's okay. That's okay. But we should at least recognize if we're feeling overly anxious, if we're feeling overly depressed, that we're out of balance and we need help. 
And these things that I've just recommended are not just there to pull you out of a hole, but these are like basic items of Christian life that we can do to keep God's peace with us at all times. Brothers and sisters, there's nothing quite like experiencing the fullness of God's peace, especially after the storm of anxiety passes. We don't need to be nervous Nellies all the time. Don't worry. Christ has trampled death. He's taking care of the really hard stuff for us. We just have to be obedient and faithful to what He's calling us to. And that is to follow Him. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And to love your neighbor as yourself. If we can do this, and if we can truly give our lives to Him as we seek the kingdom of heaven, then the anxiety and the worries will decrease. The difficulties of life will never go away. They will never go away. But our response to them can be more joyful, more peaceful, more loving, and more Christian in all circumstances. May God grant this to us. And may He grant us the peace that surpasses all understanding, so that we can praise and glorify the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He is and ever shall be.